When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I think I think I have a I have a working theory as to what happened to the pot. So okay. we will uh, we'll do that during Super Cross Talk because uh, J- John's John's like thirty percent right. Okay, but the remaining seventy percent is still a mystery. And it's a great day for both of you with the Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero's anniversary. And oh, I will have right. the very difficult trivia to ask you guys in Super Cross Talk as well. Okay, so just be ready for that as well. I need to know if John watched after they graduated from college because once they went into the, the air quote real world, yeah, I was out. That's your that's your weak spot. <laughs> I, I just it, it became ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like she became a fashion designer and he was a newspaper editor. And it wasn't ridiculous beforehand. <laughs> Emily, just stop bringing logic to an illogical situation. <laughs> so I, I got the I did not know this that the Miami Marlins guy years ago cut ties oh. with uh. the team. Cut ties because can I, I tell you something real quick? Can you not tell me any more about that guy? He will not pay, pay be paying for tickets for a team's games first time in twenty five years. Let's know. see it. Let's see a report that's less than five years old and see if he's still around. Yeah, yeah. I, that that guy can. I'm so, good with Marlins guy. I don't know why I was so mad to see him. It's, it's, the, it's annoying. It, it's it's an annoying. obvious troll job that works. That, that's the worst one. It's like it's one thing if you're trolling everybody, and I can still ignore. I'm not even going to yeah. do it. But it did. It bothered me too. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, come in to the studio later today, and Emily goes finally caught up with the Golden Bachelor, and I said to her, I said, "How was?" It? And then you said you cried multiple times. Yes. And then I said, well, what was it about it that made you so emotional? And as you started to tell me about it, I could see that it yes. started to hit you again. It is. It, it knew what it was doing. It knew what it was doing. It got me. Um, so, like, <laughs> my parents are in the same age range that could be available for this show. So, you know, I, I when I see people, especially being so vulnerable like that, I think of my parents and think about what they're going through and, like, where they are in their life, and then I'm not around them. And sure. that always, you know, makes me a little sad. Of course. But, um, so the main guy, Gary, <clears throat> this is how they start off the show. So, Gary has been, uh, he was married to his high school sweetheart for, I want to say, like, 40-something years. It was a very long time that he was with his high school sweetheart, and they had a dream of getting this lake house in Indiana. Like that was their whole dream was to get this very nice lake house. They finally bought this dream house. They both retired and it was June 6th, I want to say in like 2017. So they both retired in June and they wanted the plan to live the rest of their lives at this lovely uh, lake house. And it's a lovely then, life. <laughs> yes. Then uh, his wife ends up coming down with an infection, infection, spreads to her kidneys and she passes away a month later takes her to the hospital like in a month and she never leaves that hospital i'm not about to cry but that (laughs) sucks that's a bad deal it's so sad because you know you have that dream of what your life can be you finally get to this point where you're like we have what we've dreamed about we have our lovely children our grandchildren and we can just rest easy in this you've place. run the hardest part of the race yes. and now you get to enjoy the last part of the race and then that <laughs> and happens taken so away from you yeah. i would do anything for gary after he told that story he's he's crying he has his kids around him he's like my my girls and my grandkids are the only things like get me through it all so i want 
nothing but love for him. I want him to be loved so well by someone new, and I just that, so I'm fully on board. That's crying with him. number one. That's, that's that's crying number one. To be emotional, <laughs> that's terribly yes, sad. Absolutely, and that's the very first open. Like you're you're already sad. So then you you see Gary be personable. He's a nice guy. He talks to people. He's he's really nice to be around. It seems. And so then there's a woman that comes out of a so. Basic structure of Bachelor, if no one's ever seen it before. Opening night, they come in on a limo, they come out, they do like a little entrance, and they try to make an impression on uh, the Bachelor or Bachelorette at the time. So, um, limo rides up, and this woman comes out of the car, she's very beautiful, comes out, um, and she points it to the sky, and she's like, this is for you, <laughs> and to, like someone's name. And are all these people widows and widowers? A lot of them are oh, because boy. they're older. Either that, or they've been divorced, and um, so almost everyone has been in a marriage of some point at some time. So uh, she points at the sky, says, "This one's for you," and I can't remember her name right now. And I'm sorry about that. So then he goes, "He's like, oh, who's that person?" And she's like, "Well, it's my friend that I used to watch Bachelor with every week, and she has cancer, oh and gosh. I'm doing this for her." And then. Fast forward to the end of the episode, that person died in the time in which between that filming and when this came out, and then I, I lost it. Run home it. and watch it real quick, Slee. <laughs> this is like remarkably depressing. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> both depressing it. and incredibly wholesome because you get to see these people interact in a different way than like someone my age interacts with someone that you're interested in. You know, it doesn't seem like these like at least Gary doesn't seem like he's in it to get fame he's 72 like who cares about being an influencer at 72 he wants to find someone he he wants to spend the rest of his life with it's more emotional and less horny yes okay very accurate yeah um and so it's very sweet he goes and interacts with everybody yeah i wasn't expecting that Uh, i didn't know that his ears went whoa whoa." (laughs) i didn't didn't know i was coming out he's like dump dump but i'm all in (laughs) that quote just in itself is like Less emotional, or no, more emotional, less horny. It's like it revitalized the franchise ESPN. to me. And there's another show that came on right after. You know how you know Hulu will suggest the next episode, and that show is the opposite. It's uh, less loving and more that word. I'm not going to say that, but uh, I just don't want to say it. Um, but that's what followed. But I'm I'm all in. I want Gary to find love so much, and uh, oh, also. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's aunt was aunt on Chippy. it. Chippy. Chippy was on it. She stole the show. She was so funny. Obviously, I don't think she was really there to find love. Uh, she just wanted to see Gary, um, but she was great. So, what she sound like, ma'am? How, there, okay, the <laughs> dead <Jimmy>. friend, <laughs> the, the, the wife who died suddenly and unexpectedly, yeah. those are two cries. I can't remember yeah. the, other the other two. two. I was just in a state. Reflecting? I was, <laughs> she well, reflected I just, back and there was the third cry. I think it was more about like, I, someone had mentioned something about uh, just wanting to be loved and just wanting to have some, anyway, I'm just, I'm a softy. I am too soft for all of this. No, you're I not. Those were, those were, <laughs> those were heavy stories. Here's why I don't like that. I'm... <laughs> I'm predisposed to hate those sorts of programs. Like, just the, the whole concept of them are just not my cup of tea. Will those bring you in? The, that it's kind not of story. bring line? me in, but like Emily said, Sympathetic. it would be so hard yeah. not to be rooting for that guy. Yes. Of course. It's less fake than it seems like in other yeah. versions of the same thing. Yeah. Some guy that had the love of his life that he met early in his life, that right. went through all of the stuff that, you know, if you're lucky enough to go through. To have a family, to have somebody that you love for sure. a, a long period of time that you remain in love with, to have careers and the ups and downs that come along with all of that, you finally get to the part like, you know what, let's go enjoy whatever time we have left together. Let's go enjoy it and 
Bam. You don't get to. Okay. That's also, awful. There's this one one of the um, contestants. Her name is Leslie. So she's a dancer from Minneapolis. She also does, you know, she does um, like workout classes and stuff. She's like 64. She dated Prince, and he oh. wrote a song about her. Oh. So, Do we know the song? Uh, it's like something dancer. That's Beautiful impressive. dancer. Jorge, get to work. Beautiful dancer, I think is what it's called. I, I don't know the Prince's discography super well, okay. but uh, she's the girl that we both pointed out that uh, By the way, was good looking. If Prince, oh, that was her? Was her? Oh, yeah, for sure it was her, right? So she showed me a picture of all the uh, You guys both picked the same. We, she said to me, which one? I said, her. And she picked the you same one. You guys both picked the same one. She Look, if Prince said- Oh, sexy dancer, that's sexy what it is. Dan- if Prince said, not only I choose to be with her, but I'm going to write a song about her, that's the one. Then there's something. There. That's the one. Then there's maybe something. Maybe Gary, Gary, is it Gary? I don't know. Whatever whatever Bachelor guy's name is, maybe he's got a little different um, preferences than Prince sure. does, but sure. who knows? Who knows? Million Dollar Mondays is back on 710, thanks to Hollywood Park Casino. Listen every Monday during the season for your chance to win. All you have to do is give us your Super Bowl prediction, both teams in the final score, and you can win a million bucks. And just for playing, you'll get two tickets to a game at SoFi Stadium. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, and play. M, should I take this call? No? Okay. He was calling about the Mariners. He called the wrong 710, oh. so... I just saw Bachelor go up on my screen for having a second. I'm like, I want to see if there's anything else that's going to make me That's pretty funny. There's in Seattle, though, there's a 710. It's not, it's the second time in two days that people have been calling in to get that 710. So sorry to disappoint. Tell them that I'll talk about Julio Rodriguez if they want to. They can put me on. He He wanted to talk about the press conference. So I don't know if we're going to cover that. I don't know about that. (laughs) Speaking of press conferences, did you see the Angels have theirs yesterday? Yeah. That was illuminating. Like, I. Listening to Perry Manassian, who's their GM, and he was the one that was talking yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I don't think he's bad at his job. I think he's pretty good at his job. Yeah, you've frankly. said that a few times. I, he, I think he is being asked to do something that is virtually impossible to do, which is put together a winning team with the ownership that they have. It's it just I, I don't think those two things go together. Phil Nevin got sacked. They're going to hire their fifth manager in the since 2018 for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. So basically they've been going through a manager a year, give or take, since Mike Sosha's last season. They had Sosha, they had Brad Osmus, they had Joe Madden, they had yep. Phil Nevin, and now they're going to have a new guy. He was talking about how the, the question was asked, well, do you have a short list? No. Do you have a, a, a list of characteristics that you're looking for in your next manager? No. Well, why'd you fire him? He didn't win enough. Okay. Well, like, it's a job that I, Perry Manazzi was saying, it's a job that I think that people will relish the opportunity to have it. Why? I, I get it. It's, it. There's only 30 of these. Somebody's going to take it, and somebody will be happy to get it. I understand that. But this isn't a good job. It hasn't been a good job for a long time. It, it, it's a job that comes with ownership that's far too involved and has proven that they don't know what they're doing when it comes to making baseball decisions. Why is that a job that people would relish? It's just not true. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What would be the worst job in baseball? Worst job as in of all the – you could be the manager of any team – and where would the Angels rank on that list? If you're a manager, what are you looking for? Are you looking for, you want a team that you feel like, okay, there's some structure. Um, you want the ability to do your job. You want the ability to make decisions when you feel like you need to make decisions. You want the ability to make sure that you have a farm system that you feel like is cropping players. The investment is there from the ownership. Angels don't check the box on any of those. No. You know, so so no. the, the I don't think people is, I don't think people 
are sitting back. I don't think there's Angel fans sitting back and saying, you know, if we just get rid of Phil Nevin, this whole thing can just turn around. Phil Nevin. Nobody's saying that. I I watched a lot of Angels baseball this year. There was maybe one or two times I went, what's Phil Nevin doing? Other than that, Phil Nevin did a fine job. Two times in 162 games or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, that's not a bad batting average at all. That's not the problem. All those checklists you're talking about, Al, if the ownership changes, those checklists turns to, you know, thumbs up. Sure. Because it's in Southern California. It has a, a, a good lucrative television market. It has good players on the roster right now. Believe it or not, they actually have a handful. Neto and Shanuel, I think that's how you say his name, Ohapi. They got some good position players. They're a little top-heavy old. Get rid of that. Flip it for younger guys. Stick with a plan. It could turn As in the potential quickly, is really good. But yeah. at the top of the pyramid, it's, it's rotten. And it's not going to change anytime soon unless he changes his mind again. The NBA is trying to find a way to juice the regular season, and I don't know if it'll do it for everybody else, but it may have done it for the Lakers. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, it says Sexy Dancer, the song that's about uh, Leslie from Golden Bachelor, apparently, who dated um, Prince because she lived in Minneapolis. It's impressive. Uh, yeah. It's incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's a big flex. Yeah, and she's it's a in, huge flex. And she's still out moving and grooving and stuff. She looks like she's uh, doing well in uh, her 60s. I would just be playing this music and have the windows down and say, this song is about me. I, I haven't seen the show, so I'm talking out of school here a little bit. But what's the, what's the guy's name, Em? Gary. Gary. If I were Gary... Once I heard Prince wrote a song about me, I'm like, we're done here, guys. We're done. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, no, that's you, it. You're the champion. You win. We're moving on to whatever else happens after this happens game after over. this. But Maybe that's not what he's into. He doesn't want to uh, be sloppy seconds. Jeez, well, you won't <laughs> say horny, but you'll say that? What in the hey, world is that? I'm just saying <laughs> that those two that words was, together. far I no, almost dumped. Not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not dumpable. Get out of here. There it goes, Em. There goes our show. <laughs> Thanks, Em. Saying, My goodness. If we're gonna say the which is worse, we're canceled. Put up a poll. Which one's worse? Which one was worse? (laughs) We're canceled. You're not really arguing that yours is less gross. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. The delivery of of. It's not me. Not mine. It's not me. I think it actually might be our. It's yeah, yeah. So as everybody knows, there's a test of whatever's going on in the world. And it's happening right now. It is. Wasn't my phone. My no. laptop didn't. What's, what else is in here? Could it be any of these? 
Oh, we have is any it the phones? Uh, I could be the phones? these. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, anyway, over. somebody's phone in there. It's over. What for saying what you said? No. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to talk the rest of the show. Okay. okay. That's <laughs> actually why it's. A- oh, that's there we got. What is look, that? Look, look. It's above you. These two. Those oh, ones. come oh. on, DeAndre. DeAndre. Rookie move. Yep. Come on. So we turn okay. our phones back on? Greg comes in and says, hey, guys, would you mind turning off your phones today yep. between 11 and 12? It's going to come I on. I mean, first Parker does the whole trips over it's the trash can. It's now Carlo DeAndre. you guys in there, DeAndre. You lose on, softball man. games 48 to nothing and you <laughs> trip over trash Jeez, cans. Yeah. The last game, 15 zip, he said. They're, well, they're getting better. <laughs> ERA went down. <laughs> Yeah, their runs per game is going down, too. That's yeah. the problem. You can't go through many shutouts. All right, so today's the anniversary of 90210. Uh, so it came out on this day in 1990. Okay, so I'm going to test your knowledge a little bit, Trav, okay? All right. So I'm going to say the year, the um, season, the year, okay. the title, okay. and the first line of the description of the oh, plot. Okay? I, okay, I don't even need the name of the title. The t- if you just give me the first line, I'll know the rest but of I it. But I want to let everyone else okay. play along, okay? Right. So we're going to do that. So we're going to do, it's season three. Okay. The title is Too Little, Too Late, slash Paris 75001. Okay. Okay. The Paris first, like the city? Yes. Okay. First line is, Brandon com- becomes jealous of Andrea's new boyfriend, Jay, who invites her to Houston with him for a Republican convention, while she tries to get Cameron to join on her daycare group outings. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is during one of the summer episodes where, see, uh, Andrea worked as a council. Uh-oh, here we go again. That's in my headset. <laughs> headset. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> That's well actually done, part okay. of the test. Yeah. So <laughs> that was perfect. Well done. Oh, man. Um, so is that a new sponsor of ours? <laughs> the, yeah, yes. I want the live reads for that. I'll just go. What the hell is that? Well, Trav got a live read. It's part of his endorsement plan. He does it. That's Pierre. I'm doing my EAS as Pierre. He does it three times a show. By the way, that was a good buzzer. That was really good. That was kind of spot on. Uh, Andrea is a camp counselor at the Beverly Hills Beach Club during the summer. Uh, The young man that she's with, I forget his name, he's hearing impaired. So she teaches herself sign language. They develop a relationship. And that's kind of the crux of that episode where she develops this relationship with this young boy and she's worried about going back to texas with her boyfriend and leaving this kid behind at the beach club and that's kind of the crux of the episode the rest of the description is dylan's father jack asked to be put to a good word for him at the parole hearing and kelly keeps dylan some company while mending her broken heart over leaving uh, jake henson yep uh meanwhile brenda jake was the guy from melrose place Mm -hmm. so they made the 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 appearance from the melrose place guy they put him in with kelly in Mm -hmm. 90210 so they could spin him off into Melrose. It was also the beginning of the split between Dylan and Brenda, and then Kelly mm-hmm. was the third person into that relationship of uh, the little love triangle, which ultimately led to Dylan's decision. Damn between right, the two it women. did. And meanwhile, Brenda and Donna arrive in Paris, and they get a less than dazzling welcome to the City of Light after meeting brass students as well as eating at a local restaurant. They ordered like guts or something on the menu. <laughs> like I forget what it was, but they ordered like none of them spoke French, and they were afraid to ask questions in English, so they just pointed at something on the menu, and it was they <laughs> basically ordered French guts. That's amazing. He remembers what's on the that's plate. That's crazy. That's no, crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm always on brand. Was Melo's uh, place right after 902? For a while. For a while. Yeah. What channel was it on? I haven't Fox. heard Melrose Place in so long. Yeah, it was good. 
Like so, Courtney Thorne Smith was my favorite. I forget. I don't know that one nearly as well. Heather Locklear was yeah, Heather Locklear was general the, favorite. Yep. I was more of a Courtney Thorne Smith. She dealt with uh, Billy. I think his name was was his character. There was Jake. Damn, I'm there looking was the at pool the. Guy. I'm looking at the. A lot going on. <laughs> images now. That's crazy. I forgot about Melrose Place. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It but, was. It wasn't as teen soapy. It was more adult soapy. Yeah, and I liked the teen soap better. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you're talking about how NBA wants to juice some things. Might think things that we work in that way. Yes, I would rather talk about Kelly, Brenda, and Dylan. But sure, we can, go ahead. <laughs> we can do that. Go, go talk about um, that all you want. No, so Austin Reeves talked about it yesterday. AD talked about it at media day when we were out okay. there on Monday. That the Nuggets. I don't know if chirping is the right word, but they just seem to. Mark Mike Malone, Michael Malone. I know he likes Michael. Yep. Michael Malone goes on McAfee and just says, "Oh, I just want to announce that I'm not going to be retiring." Yep. Right? And it just obviously that's a little. There was the broadcaster, the announcer for the uh, Denver Nuggets when they're giving out the uh, during yeah. the parade. He had some yeah. stuff to say. So there yeah. were some there were some things. The, the Lakers daddy or something like something that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And Austin Reeves responded to it like, "Yeah, no, we heard it. We know that it's directed at us." And I look. Whether the Lakers win a title or not is going to depend on whether or not Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy when the playoffs start. If they're healthy when the playoffs start, the Lakers got a chance to beat anybody. Yep. If they're not, they probably don't. It's probably as simple as all of that. And everything can go perfect for the Lakers, and they just lose two better teams. There's really good teams in the, in the league. sure. Mm -hmm. But I do like that there's a little bit of, whether it's real or partially manufactured, I don't know if it matters a whole lot, but that the Nuggets, the defending champion, and the Lakers, the most famous franchise in the league, mm. have a little bit of beef, I think is nothing but good news for the regular season of the NBA. I know they only play each other a small handful of times, but those games are going to matter. And the more regular season games we can get to matter, the better. I think one of the quotes AD had, he was on Spectrum. And this was specifically about the Nuggets. It was just a lot of talking. We get it. Y'all won. But me and Braun had some conversations. We can't wait to play them. Well, they played them in the first game of the year. Now, uh, that's, ring night, right? It's ring night. Yep. Yeah. Denver Nuggets are going to get their first first time they put up a banner. They've never done that before. Jokic and Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray all get to sit there. They fit their ring. They get their rings in front of the Los Angeles Lakers, who you swept. I always like these from a storyline perspective. You know, Michael talks about this a lot that he wishes players talked more freely about predicaments, situations, other teams, players. What he's referring to is add a little drama to it. Having a you're gonna play 82 games. Having this as a storyline going into that game against the Nuggets, I think will be interesting. Now, I said this. I remember when it was all happening. I don't mind Denver saying whatever. They won it. They won. They won they an NBA championship. Yep. So you don't like it? Go do something about it. And I think the Lakers, there's a little bit of that mantra of like, okay, we did lose to them. They were better than us. Let's start the season to see what happens. My my, my old man is going to, you know, my inner old man is going to come out. But there's just something that's more appealing about the regular season when you know that the two guys on the opposite side want to break each other's necks and I don't mean that like they want to fight but they want to win those games. when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson played each other those two times during the regular season it mattered sure right when Michael Jordan would go up against guys it mattered because Jordan didn't power around with guys and I get it right now it's different everybody's friends they got the same agent that they they're collaborating on which team they're going to go to next and the guys that don't do that are few and far between it's like Giannis it's Jokic there's just not a lot of guys that don't participate in that the other way is better. 
It just because it creates better games during the regular season. Everybody wants to win in the playoffs. Everybody wants to win a title. But these 82 games leading up to it, the more often we can find points of conflict where this guy said that about that guy or this guy insulted that guy, the better. Because they just feel like friendlies way too often where we'll play, but you know, we got I got another one tomorrow night in San Antonio. I gotta stay ready for that one too. It's just we're missing that and I, we gotta get back. I think something too to keep in mind. It's the first time a lot of these guys have ever been in a deep playoff run. Like we just think of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Austin Reeves has never yeah. been in that situation. True. Rui never been in that situation. So I think the fact that you got guys that also kind of have a bad taste in their mouth, they get a second crack at it. Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell. There's some players too that I think can have a little chip on their shoulder that that they just never been in that uh, predicament before. Look, sports hate is super fun. It's super fun. If everybody gets along and, and eh, you know, I like that guy too, that's no fun. It's like boxing. Like those guys are facing off and yes. they're chirping at each other for yes. like a whole week. We get the coverage. That's dope. And then they get they get in the ring. Sure. They, you know, they they fight. And then after the fight, they hug each other like, hey, yeah. you know, it was respect. a good fight. Respect. It, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. was, re- But when Mike Tyson's saying, I want to eat his children. Yeah, that's- that one's a little too far. Yeah. That one was that interview. Yep. It's just, it's, it's amazing. That one scared me. <laughs> well, it that should. One, it's coming from Mike Tyson. That one scared me a a little bit. Mike went to some other places. Like, e- Mike, take it easy. Yep. But Mike was unpredictable. Mike, Mike was somebody that. Would, hey, Mike, you, we're on live TV. What was that? One? Turn off your station if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to talk like that? F you. It's like, whoa. Okay, like, we're done here. We're done here. Good. <laughs> If you don't like it, turn off his station. My brother, you to me, ten minutes ago. <laughs> my brother was in Vegas and he saw Mike in the lobby of a hotel, and he approached him. And he's like, "Hey, Mike, I have a picture. no pictures, no pictures, no pictures." And I was like, "Oh, dude." I dude. don't know if there's anybody that has done a larger 180 than Mike Tyson has. Mike Tyson was the scariest dude around for yep. a really long time. Had a lot of stuff in his bag that was not great. Mm-hmm. And now we are, as Mike Tyson is an older man, he's almost universally liked. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. in the hangover. He, hangover he's in, exactly. He's the, the, by the way, that was a huge part of it. Yeah. Him it showing up in the hangover and realizing that he could be, be Mike Tyson, he's, like he's, the exaggerated version, was awesome. He's also done a lot of long platform yep. podcast interviews where he opens up. Yep. And it's like, damn, it, you, you get the, the inner story of Mike Tyson that- that also and he's had takes tragedy down the in walls. his life. Like he's oh, had to dude. go through yeah, a lot sure. of terrible things that sure. you would never wish on anybody. Now he's he's come all the way around to the other side. From I think everybody was terrified to everybody's got and then those, a positive those thing. training videos that he's put out. Like dude, that guy can still get in the ring. He's in good shape right oh, now. Yeah, he's in really he's good fast. shape. He still's got that speed, and man. he's got it's a little pop in those yes. hands too, for sure. Yeah. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hey guys. Hey Greg. Hi. Thank you for warning us about the you know the test and everything. We were all prepared, and then DeAndre comes in and uh, uh, screws it up. Come every, on, DeAndre. Everybody prepared. I sent an email to M this morning so she'd be aware. We t- I came in and talked about it with you. So well, the sad thing is we didn't even know where it was coming from. Like <laughs> I, I put and my I, hand I was on my phone. I'm like, there's something going on here. We t- One, I, we, two. I'm yeah. sure M talked to Jorge about it, so yep. he was prepared. You were on top of it, M. Damn. DeAndre, however. Damn. The DeAndre. Spot, though, <laughs> but why are they coming at you like that, DeAndre? Well, hey, we kind of call him out. screwed it up. up That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not complicated. This, this isn't the first time. Yeah. Uh, but we, we do love you, DeAndre. Just, yeah. We do. Do yeah. we? We love you. Do we? After <laughs> <all>? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so today is Dakota Johnson's birthday. So Dakota Johnson was in um, the- um, I know the name. 50 Shades of Grey movies. So that's oh, maybe yeah, where you it. know her from. But she's been in other movies as well. But 
Got my favorite thing that da- peanut Dakota- butter falcon. Yeah, my favorite thing that Dakota Johnson has yeah. ever done was when she went on the Ellen Show, and oh. she decided to say something. Yes. So I'm going to play a clip, and uh, so this is Dakota Johnson a couple years ago on the Ellen Show. Fourth October fourth. You turned thirty. I did. And um, how was the party? I wasn't invited. Actually, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. You were invited. Last year, no, last time I was on the show, last year, you gave me a bunch of shit about not inviting you, but I didn't mm. even know you wanted to be invited. Well, who doesn't want to be invited to a party? Well, I didn't even know you liked me. <laughs> All right, wow. so that is on Ellen show, and it's kind of <laughs> the beginning of people understanding more what Ellen was about. Yep. All right, so this is great from Dakota Johnson. Travis, Dr. Cap. Fact. Because Ellen was trying to do the thing where, oh, I'll make it cute, but it's not cute. And you, tr- she tried it on her once before, and she's like, no, we're not doing this again. Yeah. I did invite you. Actually, Ellen. Yeah, actually is right. And I did, and you don't want to do it. And by the way, I'm okay that people start to know who you are mm-hmm. along the way. I love it. it. If it were the first time, it's playful and it's cute. But if you actually invited somebody and they didn't come, they don't get to say, well, you never invite me anywhere anymore. Yeah. Right, exactly. Berg? Yeah, it's fact. I love that from her because also, like, Ellen, what are you doing? You're trying to be funny, like, oh, ha, ha, I'm going to get you on this because I'm going to call you out for not inviting me. You just sound stupid when you're doing that. Like, it was not a good move, and I love that you Especially when you have that in your back pocket. Yes. Dakota yeah. Johnson, you are a monster. She was, she was ready for it. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. the way you got to be in the. And Dakota Johnson doesn't care about if she would, quote unquote, gets blackballed or whatever. Right. She's she's an Epo baby. She is fine. She knows exactly who Who's she is. Don Johnson. Yeah, oh, Don Johnson. And Nash she has Bridges. a famous mom, too. Nash Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't she? Uh, Sonny Crockett. Yeah, my advice, <laughs> right? Or was he Tubbs? I think he was Sonny. I don't know. All right, Al, yeah. what do you think? Fact, and I think we've all been in this position before, situation, right? Where somebody might try to call you out on something. It's like, uh, yeah, you Actually, don't have all the facts. Yeah, so it's it's a very easy way to come back. They look stupid. Um, I'm I'm down for it. Have you, you know ever what worked else with great? Steve Mason? He does, he does this all the time. <laughs> well, this was somebody you, that was not used to having people come back at her, too. Yes. And she did not know how to do Because you can tell in the, cl- in the clip you played, Em, she was immediately defensive. She was immediately, well, uh, what do you mean I was invited? Like, no, no, no. You started this. I'm going to finish it. Well, who doesn't want to be invited to a party? Right. Jorge? Uh, This is the first time I see this and hear this. And, like, these uh, these hosts usually go and talk to them behind the scenes. Like, hey, this is what the show's going to be about. I'm going to ask you these things. That was unplanned. Yo, for sure. Like, Dakota had this in mind, and she knew what she was going to do. So, I I think that goes a little bit further, Jorge. I think she probably said, oh, you want to talk? Oh, it's my birthday. Let's talk about my birthday. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, so I'll ask you. Oh, you didn't invite me. You think she planned it? She thinks she set the trap? she set it up. Dakota Johnson set that up. That's a good trap if she did. It was. I... This is my favorite thing Dakota Johnson's ever done, and she will always live in, uh, not infamy, but what's the opposite of infamy in my head? Uh, glory in my head for sure. calling out uh, yeah. Ellen about this. All right, so uh, this was Travis and Jason Kelsey on their podcast, New Heights Podcast, uh, that the episode that released today, and he was talking about the NFL's coverage about his personal life. I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game, you know? I think... Uh I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere, brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. But at the same time, I think uh, they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit for sure, especially my situation. Right. I think they're they're just trying to have fun with it. And um, a lot Here's of uh, a lot of the people watching. Go ahead. Let's hear it. I just think the NFL is not used to celebrities coming to the games like basketball has to figure it out. 
they're all courtside. They're sitting there. They show them once or twice, and then and then they but they get back to the game. NFL is like, oh, look at all these A-list celebrities in the game. Keep showing them. Show them. Show them. Show them. Dude, listen. You show them once. Let them know they're there. Maybe after a touchdown, you get a little clip, but it, you can't you can't be overboard with it. Yeah. People are there to watch the game, right? All right, Berg, you agree with the guys. So, no. Cap, I think the NFL absolutely knows what they're doing. This is They know what they're doing with Taylor Swift. They also know what they're doing with celebrities. I mean, who, what's the guy uh, that had the NFL hat? I can't think of his name. Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe. Is weird. They know what they're doing. They're, they're at these games. Magic Johnson, LeBron James goes to the Cleveland games all the time, and they're showing him in, in the thing. This isn't anything new for them. So that was Jason Kelsey, the it's second one, right? It's just a lot more than yeah. if you shoot to LeBron every so often. Yes, yes. It is a lot more. They and show LeBron and they're doing once. doing it on purpose because, yeah, they show LeBron once, maybe twice. Maybe. Probably not. The difference is LeBron isn't bringing in a new audience. And Taylor Swift is so Taylor Swift by by doing this, they're doing it on purpose to get thirty four percent rise in their ratings. They know what they're doing. I don't think it's anything to do with oh they don't know how to handle no. celebrities. That's nonsense. So Ow. cap. Uh, I I go <laughs> I go fact in this one, and for the Taylor Swift thing, I think it's as simple as this. Even you are starting to get yeah, annoyed it. with it. I think. Just kind of read the room. A lot of the conversation on Monday was like, my God, how many how many times are you going to go to 19. Taylor Swift? Whatever the number was, right? I think the first time, I understood it. I think by the time, it's not new anymore. It's not, it's not as improvised as it was. Now it seems a little bit more, I don't know if stage is the right word, but... Or that the NFL is, is trying to use her as much as possible. Yeah, which As they should. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it. I think there just comes a point where everybody, if you read the room, is like, "Yeah, I've had enough of that." Mm-hmm. Then that should kind of give you the answer. Was Ireland Trev? So it's everything everybody said. Everybody is right on all of this, but I think the reason this one landed differently is because it's clearly inauthentic. It's clearly contrived just for buzz. Mm. That when LeBron James shows up at a game, LeBron James wants to go watch a football game. Right, like if Magic Johnson shows up at an NBA game, and also not that those Taylor guys... could just go want to go see Travis. She could want to go see Travis. And sure, it's the NFL's job to not go back to them all, every single sure. time. Sure, but th- this feels like this is beneficial for all three parties involved. It's beneficial for him. It's beneficial for the league, and it's beneficial for her to be I had exposed never even heard of Travis Kelsey. To, to be exposed <laughs> a to a group of fans that maybe didn't know, the, the handful of people that might not know who she is, maybe they do now. And then gets booed at the it, Giants it's, game. It's, it's, it's all of it. It's just, it's just, it's not real. It's clearly not real. Like you talked about, when you see them together, it's just, it, there's no yeah. heat there. I disagree with that as time goes on, but Jorge? Uh, look, these the NFL, she was the, M- to move on from the MLS, <laughs> the NFL, the NBA, they, they know what to do when celebrities are there. We saw it when Messi came here. He brought out Serena. He brought out Kim Kardashian. He brought out, you know, LeBron. It's normal. These guys are human beings. Like, let them enjoy the game just like we're going to enjoy the game. It's different because they have a personal connection. They, yeah. they know the athletes. It's a little different, but it, just let them live their moment. That's it. All right, so uh, last night, uh, Bryce Harper, not only did he uh, say no to a, to a stop sign as he was as he was rounding third, he w- blew through that, but he also threw off his helmet while running the bases. And I know he does it all the time, but my, fa- my statement is, uh, Bryce Harper throws off his helmet at any moment he can, mostly because his hair is great. Al, factor cap. I mean, is there anything more, other than fact, is there like something even... Super fact. Yeah, <laughs> super is there super fact? Because... I'm gonna tell you right now. If I had hair like that, of course. Come on, bro. I'm 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 not just a regular ground out. 
where I know I'm coming out. I could be grounding into a double play. <laughs> the helmet's coming off. Uh, fact, that's why he's doing it. And by the way, the third base coach, there's nothing more, there's not, there's no worse look than a third base coach trying to stop the runner. And then he comes around and scores and kind of scores comfortably. Yeah. That happened to Bryce Hopper yesterday. Yeah. It's a little bit of like, uh, hey, you gotta, that one run could be the difference of a game here. Some guys get, they, they, it's more of a suggestion than a hard stop. If Kyle Schwarber is told to stop, he needs to stop. stop. If, if Bryce Harper is going through it, it's he, he can decide. Trey, it. Trey Turner, it's more of this is my suggestion. You do what you want to do. Um, as far as the hair question goes. Do you know who tries to keep his helmet on when he runs? Every t- and by the way, he was running to second base a lot this year. Watch Freddie Freeman after he gets yeah. the ball in the gap. About every fourth step, he puts his hand on his head to hold his helmet on. Freddie Freeman does not have the flow that Bryce Harper has, right? Freddie Freeman has a haircut from like the 1950s. He's, he's got a, a flat top. He's got his hair at least, unlike myself. But Freddie Freeman's trying to keep that helmet on yeah. because he's got you know a flat top or whatever that Bryce Harper is glorious. Of course he wants people to see it. Berg? So it's obviously Wish I had a perm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that it's thing it's obviously cap. It's or fact. Excuse me. When you ha- when you got it, you got to flaunt it. It's like when a guy is super ripped and they just rip off their shirt at sure. every, every, every single chance that they yep. have. Wasn't there a time when Matthew McConaughey took his shirt off in every single movie that he was possibly in because he just wanted Who to show wouldn't? himself off? Exactly. Going you, to the grocery store, you, taking my shirt off. Exactly. It's like, oh, hey, Why? Us Magazine's following me right now. Hold on. Let me rip off my shirt. So it's the same type of thing. If I you got, if you got the hair, you show the hair. Yeah. Jorge? Yeah, if you got the hair, show it. And this, I'm going to take this into a production sense. There's a slow-mo camera on him the whole time. Mm. They're going to make that a commercial. Can you imagine Ooh. all the dirt as he's sliding, Ooh. slow yep. motion? Yep. Absolutely. Hey, Wash your way, hair um, with this product. You know? Oh, it's Head great. and shoulders. Exactly. By the Get way, dandruff now. the best <laughs> slow motion caption over the past weekend was Sam Hartman. The slow motion Sam Hartman, the quarterback of the Notre, uh, for Notre Dame, just warming up, puts his ha- hand <laughs> through his hair. Every girl I know was sending me videos of that, and it's it's very it's it, and, you know what they're and doing. And he did the thing where he puts his chin on his chest yep. and flips yep. it backwards, and it yep. was in super slow mo. Like it's Winner. like dude knows what he's doing. Yeah, That's a commercial they're making. Certain types of books. I'd be <laughs> <laughs> you a Fabio Guyberg? Or, <laughs> Who is it? I think everyone's a Fabio or I could guy. See right? him on like um, Hallmark Channel or something, like being a lumberjack in his hometown. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, he's a brawny guy. Yeah. You're the brawny man, right? It's Fabio. There's there's a very very specific uh, type of guy perfect. for sure. No, Bryce Harper has the best hair in baseball. He might. Yeah, he it's, might. I mean, Charlie Culberson was, but he wasn't a big enough name. Yeah, Harper's a oh, Harper's yeah. an a multiple a time MVP. But Culberson Altman. had some. Oh, Alvin's got, 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 got good hair. Alvin's got yeah. good hair. Dansby Swanson had really good yeah, hair for he a while. Does. Yeah, Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Not so much. Altuve's got to keep his helmet on. His wife gets mad. Yeah, he has a tattoo on his head. Yeah, he's got the buzzer sewn into his scalp. I got to bring that. The trash can tattoo. We do come back. Yeah. All right, you watched it was a Frontline on the Astros last night. Yes, yeah, really, really good on people. That's really coming up good. next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, guys. Well, if you don't have any plans for this coming Monday, well, now you do. So join Corporate Greg this Monday at Hollywood Park Casino. He'll be hosting a Raiders Monday Night Football watch party and giving you a chance to win a million bucks. So you can see, I don't know, Greg 
freak out that the Raiders lose again in a you know, very funny He's rooting against him. I was going to say, he might be cheering for them. <laughs> yeah, he's hate-watching his team Or right you now. can be a Raiders fan and, you know, commiserate together. Either yeah. way, come and see if you're a Raiders fan or if you're not. It's this Monday starting at 5 p.m. at Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. And again, it's right by SoFi Stadium. It's a great place to watch a game. Sleep. There's two types of fans. There's the fans that no matter what, i got to have my team win. Yeah, we're zero and sixteen going into the final week. Zero and seventeen guarantees the number one pick. I want to win, and not, then there and not that fan. I'm the other. I'm the other one too. Like, yeah. hey, look, what what's best? I want to be good for a while. Strategic. I want to be more strategic about it. Strategery. Raider fans, I think, are probably <laughs> more the first group. They're Raider fans. They're all in. They might be. They might have the best fan base in football. They're just they're lunatics in the in the best possible and, way. And something that's really really tough to have in sports. Where where, whatever city they represent, does not matter. matter. They might be the, so. This would literally never happen. But let's say the Cowboys said we're going to move to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. We're, we we got a deal where they're going to pay us five billion dollars a year to be the San Antonio Cowboys. I think the Cowboys maybe might be able to move around a little bit and they yeah. have their fans, but Come not a lot. Hey, why the, the why San Diego space? Cowboys? That looked good. That's yeah, a nice Change the star to, to like a sun. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Something a little more on brand with San Diego. Okay, so I, I mentioned to you, there is, this one actually just came up. I, I didn't even know it was coming out. Um, Frontline, which is part of PBS that does, I mean, they do as good as documentaries you can do, but they're typically very heavy. They're about the presidential election. They're about... Uh, Saddam Hussein, like there's the Middle East opioid crisis. There's really heavy stuff that they do. Sure. They did a documentary. Did you know that this was coming out? Because I, I did not. So yesterday it comes up in my YouTube feed and the documentary investigates the Astros cheating scandal. So it's about an hour and a half and it's called The Astros Edge. I highly, highly recommend you baseball fans, listeners, Go watch it. It yeah. is really, good? really good. And uh, and the perspective is a little interesting. Ben Ryder mm-hmm. uh, works for Sports Illustrated. And you said, you know, when I mentioned it to you, he had an article that come out. It was on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in 2014, I want to mm-hmm. say. And the cover said, this is when they're winning, they're losing 100 games a year consistently that says the the Astros will win the World Series in 2017. Right. So he kind of tells the story, and he's the one doing all the reporting and everything else. Because there, there came a time after the Astros won in 2017, there was a lot of baseball teams that were looking at the Astros and seeing, you know, they're the first ones to bring start bringing this technology. Uh, what's the uh, what's the pitch one that they all use now? Pitchcom? Uh, I think it's Pitchcom. That's the one they call pitches with, like from the little wristband thing. No, what's the one they started tracking every single pitch and it all was just coming down to us? Trackman. Yeah. So it just kind of goes through, okay, this is where the Astros were. 2011, they hired their uh, GM. um, Jeff Luno. Jeff Luno. And Jeff Luno comes from Wall Street and he's coming in with zero baseball knowledge, but there was just a... Here's how we're going to do it. Um, the owner of the Astros brings him in and says, okay, we're going to give you the opportunity to go do this. And the way they start figuring out how to be successful in baseball is basically a model taken in Wall Street. Like you could just take this model and and try to take this model and put it in any type of business and it's all stats driven, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Goes through the whole thing. Gets it all the way to 2017. 
Um, there was a Astros fan that once they found out the cheating scandal happened, just didn't want to believe that it was true. And then really, really started once the details came out of, look, if you listen, the way this stuff has came out, when that athletic report came out, somebody's banging a trash can. He went and reviewed 8,000 pitches. <laughs> no kidding. Of Astros home games to listen to, okay, can I see, is there something going on here where you can hear this? And over a 1,000 pitches of the 8,000 pitches, there was some kind of a bang or whatever the case is. Um, it gets perspectives from some of the players, the pitchers that came out of the league after they got shelled by the Astros, and uh, it's it's really well done. I, I don't know how much of it you'll you'll watch and say, okay, this is all new information to me, mm-hmm. but I think it's one of the first times I've seen something that's specific on the Astros. I would love to, to see it. it. It sounds interesting. I The Astro thing got even more complicated than it already was a year ago, right? Because they even after they got popped and even after they became the team that everybody outside of the, the city of Houston hates they continued to be really good and 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 you they continued they won a world series last I year i think they've been in the ALCS what is it five or six years in a row they, something like that and i think they won their division six same kind of same thing with the dodgers where they they've only lost one in like 7 years yeah but but unlike the dodgers they've gotten at least to the semifinals yeah. like five or six years in a row i think this would make I think maybe this would make six. So they're not they're winning. And I understand I look, I'm never turning the page. I'm never seeing Jose Altuve for anything well, other and, than and, what he and, is. And this is not gonna help you turn the no, page. No, no, and I don't think so. But it's also they won again. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. good every year. And they're good again. <laughs> they're good again. They could easily go to the World Tiers again this year. And not yes. easily, but they, they could definitely happen. They're the two seed. And imagine them knocking out the Orioles, who are a team that everybody is rooting for because it's got the young guys and an organization yeah. that's not in the playoffs very often. That would suck. So the the Astros video operating manager is a part of this doc as well. Okay. And there was a game. Do you remember this game? Was it the White Sox? It was kind of later in the season. And you've probably seen the scene. There's a picture of the White Sox, and there aren't that many people that are at the game. It's, it might have been a day game, something like that, weekday day game, so there weren't that many people, and you could really hear the banging of the trash can. Okay. And he starts realizing what's going on, and he calls the catcher out. Yeah, yeah. And the video manager's talking about how at that moment – um, there was some panic between the Astros because they were like, I think we're getting caught. Oh. And it was this kind of rush to take the monitor out. And then the guy, the, the, the Astros fan that was monitoring all the pitchers or was monitoring all the, the bangs and everything else, after that play, after that catcher came out, they didn't do it again. He did not monitor anything the rest of the, uh, I guess supposedly the rest of the regular and postseason, but that doesn't the, make the, sense. Those are the smoking guns of the whole thing, right? And the other one was that in that World Series game where Clayton Kershaw had a four-run lead yeah. and he had a three-run lead, mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest pitchers in the history of a sport that has a yep. 130-year history. He's one of the best to have ever done it. He has done it, not exclusively, but in large part because he has one of the most devastating curveballs that anybody has ever thrown in the history of the sport. You know how many times they swung and missed at his curveball that game? Zero. Hmm. Come on, man. Zero. Come on, man. I mean, it's Clayton Kershaw. Want to hear something crazy? Okay. Something crazy about the same thing. And the video manager is opening up. He's, he's, yeah. he's kind of telling everything, right? Talked about how the technology and this, everything they're using. 
Do you know what his salary was? You get a playoff share. Employees get playoff shares. I didn't know. I don't know the details of this. How it works? Right. They get playoff shares if you make the playoffs. The further you go, and if you win the World Series, and I guess the team determines who gets X amount of dollars of the playoff share. Do you know what his salary was for that year in 2017? Thirty-five grand. Forty-five grand. Yeah. Do you know what his playoff share was? Probably a couple hundred. Four hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars yeah. they gave him. Yeah, I cheat too. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I cheat too. If, if if I make forty Rap. grand and I got half a million bucks coming my way. Forget about it. Mookie and JD going to have to lead the Dodgers to a second round appearance. They got to draft a football team first. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.